Chapters fifty eight to sixty three of the Rule of Saint Benedict. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marianne. The Rule of Saint Benedict by Saint Benedict of Nursia. Translated by Anonymous. Chapter fifty eight of the manner of receiving brothers to religion. Let not an easy entrance be granted to one who cometh newly to religious life, but, as the Apostle saith, try the spirits, if they be of God. 1 John 4, verse 1 If, therefore, the newcomer persevere knocking, and continue for four or five days patiently to endure both the injuries offered to him and the difficulty made about his entrance, and persist in his petition, leave to enter shall be granted him, and he shall be in the guest-hall for a few days. Afterwards he shall be in the novitiate, where he shall meditate, and eat, and sleep. Let a senior, who has the address of winning souls, be appointed to watch over him narrowly and carefully, to discover whether he truly seeks God, and is eager for the work of God, for obedience, and for humiliation. Let all the rigor and austerity by which we tend towards God be laid before him, and if he promise stability and perseverance, at the end of two months let the whole rule be read to him with the addition of these words. Behold the law under which thou desirest to fight. If thou canst observe it, enter in. If thou canst not, freely depart. If he shall still persevere, let him then be brought back to the aforesaid cell of the novices, and again be tried in all patience. After the lapse of six months, let the rule be read to him again, that he may know unto what he has come. If he still persevere, after four months let the same rule be read to him once more. If he shall then promise, after due deliberation, to observe all things, and do everything commanded him, let him be received into the community knowing that he is from that time forward under the law of the rule, so that he can neither leave the monastery nor shake off the yoke of the rule, which, after so long a deliberation, might have been accepted or refused. And when they admit him to profession, he shall, in the presence of all, make a promise before God and his saints of stability, amendment of manners, and obedience, in order that if at any time he shall act contrarywise, he may know that he shall be condemned by him whom he mocketh. He shall draw up the form of this promise in the name of the saints whose relics are on the altar, and of the abbot there present. With his own hand he shall write it, or, if he knoweth not how, another, at his request, shall write it for him, and the novice shall put his mark to it, and lay it with his own hand upon the altar. After doing this, let him presently begin the verse, Uphold me, O Lord, according to thy word, and I shall live. Let me not be confounded in my expectation. Psalm 118 and verse 116 Let the whole community repeat this three times, adding at the end, Glory be to the Father. Then let the new brother cast himself at the feet of all, that they may pray for him, and from that hour he shall be counted as one of the community. If he hath any property, he shall either first bestow it upon the poor, or, by a formal gift, hand it over to the monastery, without any reserve for himself. 
because for the future he must know that he hath not so much as power over his own body. Let him therefore presently, in the oratory, be stripped of his own garments, and be clothed in those of the monastery. But the garments of which he is divested shall be kept in the wardrobe, that if, which God forbid, he should consent, by the persuasion of the devil, to leave the monastery, he may be stripped of his habit and expelled. But he shall not have again the writing of his profession, which the abbot received from him at the altar, that shall be kept in the monastery. Chapter 59 Of the Sons of Nobles, or of the Poor that are Offered If any nobleman shall perchance offer his son to God in the monastery, let the parents, if the child himself be under age, make the aforesaid promise for him, and together with the oblation, footnote, this was a host in a chalice in which there was some wine, the child held them in his hands during the ceremony of dedication, constit, lanfranchi, cap, 18, end note. Let them wrap that promise and the hand of the boy in the altar cloth, and thus dedicate him to God. But with regard to his property, they shall, in the said document, promise under oath that they will never either give or furnish him with an occasion of having anything, either by themselves or by any other person or means whatsoever. If they will not do this, but wish to offer something as an alms to the monastery, by way of acknowledgment, let them make a donation of whatsoever they please, and reserve the income of it to themselves. Let matters be so managed that no expectation remain with the child, whereby being deceived he may perish, which God forbid. As we have learned by experience in the case of others, let those who are poor act in the same way, but such as have nothing whatever shall simply make the promise, and with the oblation give up their son before witnesses. Chapter 60 Of Priests Who Desire to Dwell in the Monastery If any one of the priestly order shall request to be received in the monastery, let not permission be speedily granted even unto him. However, if he shall persist in his request, let him know that he will have to keep all the disciplines appointed by the rule, and that no relaxation will be made in his favor, according to that which is written, Friend, for what art thou come? Matthew 26, verse 50 Nevertheless he shall be allowed to stand next after the abbot, to give the blessing, and to say Mass, provided the abbot order him. Otherwise he shall presume to do nothing, knowing that he is subject to regular discipline, and particularly obliged to give unto all examples of humility. If his position in the monastery shall have been given to him on account of his order, or for any other reason whatsoever, let him remember that his true place is the one fixed by the time of his entrance, and not that which is yielded to him out of reverence for his priesthood. But if any cleric shall likewise desire to be admitted to the monastery, let him be put in the middle rank, but only on condition that he promise observance of the rule and stability in it. Chapter 61 Of Monks That Are Strangers, How They Are To Be Received if any monk who is a stranger shall come from a distant place, and desire to dwell in the monastery as a guest, and being content with the customs he findeth there, doth not trouble the monastery by his superfluous wants, but is satisfied with what he findeth, let him be entertained for as long a time as he desireth. And if he is reasonable, and with loving humility, reprehend or point out any abuse, 
let the abbot prudently take notice of what he saith, for the Lord hath perchance sent him for that very reason. But if, after a time, he should desire to take up his abode there, let him not be refused, especially since they had ample opportunities of discovering his manner of life during the time he lived among them as a guest. If, however, during that time he was found troublesome or faulty, not only shall he not be incorporated with the community, but even be told with all civility to depart, lest others should be corrupted by his bad behavior. But if he doth not deserve to be sent away, not only let him be received into the society of the community when he makes the request, but let him even be persuaded to stay, that by his example others may be instructed, because in every place we serve one God, and fight under one king. The abbot may also put him in a somewhat higher rank, if he should find him well deserving of it. And not only may the abbot exalt a monk to a higher place than is his due, but also any of the aforesaid priests or clerics, if their lives be such as to deserve it. Let the abbot, however, beware never at any time to receive a monk into his community from a known monastery without the consent of his abbot or letters of commendation from him, because it is written, what thou wilt not have done to thyself, do not to another. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 12 Chapter 62 Of the Priests of the Monastery If any abbot desire to have a priest or deacon promoted to holy orders, let him choose from his monks one who is worthy to fill the office of priesthood. But let him that is ordained beware of haughtiness and pride, and presume not to do anything except what is ordered by the abbot, well aware that he is now much more subject to the discipline of the rule. Let him not, by reason of his priesthood, forget the obedience and discipline of the rule, but rather strive to advance more and more in the service of God. He shall, however, take his rank from the time he entered the monastery, except in his office at the altar, and also in case the community's choice and the abbot's desire be to advance him higher for his holiness of life. He must, nevertheless, observe the rules prescribed by the deans or provosts, and if he presume to act contrariwise, he shall be judged, not as a priest, but as a rebel. If, after frequent admonitions, he does not amend, the bishop shall be informed of his behavior. If even after this he grow not better, and his faults become notorious, he shall be thrust out of the monastery, provided his disobedience be such that he will not submit and obey the rule. Chapter 63 Of the Order of the Community The brethren shall hold that rank in the monastery which is fixed for them by the time of their conversion, by the merit of their life, or by the appointment of the abbot. And let not the abbot disquiet the flock committed to him, not, as it were by an arbitrary use of power, arrange anything unjustly. But let him always consider that he is to give an account to God of all his judgments and of all his works. Therefore, let the brethren receive the packs, approach to communion, intone a psalm, and stand in choir, according to that order which he shall appoint, or which they hold among themselves, in all places, without exception, let not order be decided by age, neither let it be a prejudice to any man. For Samuel and Daniel, though mere youths, 
sat in judgment upon the elders. First Regents, chapter 7, verse 15, Daniel, chapter 8, verse 51, at sec. With the exception, therefore, of those for whom special reasons the abbot shall advance, or loser, let all rest keep the order of the conversion. For example, he who cometh to the monastery at the second hour of the day must know that he is lower than the man who came at the first hour, no matter what his age or dignity may be. But with regard to children, let them be kept under discipline on all occasions, by all indiscriminately. Let the juniors, therefore, honor their seniors, and let the seniors love the juniors. But in addressing each other by name, no one shall call another by his simple name. Let the seniors call the juniors brothers, and let the juniors call the seniors fathers out of reverence. But because the abbot representeth the person of Christ, he shall be called Domnus, and abbot, not as if he took the title upon himself, but out of honor and love of Christ. Let him remember to conduct himself in such a way as to be worthy of so great an honor. Wheresoever the brethren meet each other, let the junior ask a blessing from the senior. When the senior passeth by, let the junior rise and give place to him to sit down. Nor shall the junior presume to sit with him, unless his senior bid him to do so, in order to accomplish that which is written, in honor preventing one another. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10. Little children, youths, shall keep their respective places in the oratory or at table with due discipline. Everywhere, careful watch shall be kept over them, till they come to the age of understanding. End of chapter 63 End of chapters 58 to 63